Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today, I'm joined by Justin Wells for our weekly Thursday chat. We will be going over the first couple days of spring football practice for the Longhorns. They've been out on the Frank Denius fields early in the morning on Monday and Wednesday. I was there for both of them. Justin was there for a little bit of one, and we'll be able to tell a little bit of what we saw from the offense, defense, quarterbacks, and more. Uh, then we'll talk about Texas' pro timing day. That is today, this afternoon, on Thursday, the March 9th. A uh, big day for Deshaun Jameson, as well as for a few others. Before we get into a little bit of postseason basketball discussion when the Longhorns begin their trek to the Big 12 tournament up in Kansas City. So, uh, Justin, uh, first week of spring is always a pretty busy week. Uh, you have football starting, uh, but then you've also got postseason basketball. And, of course, with the Longhorns, you're always looking a little bit about what's going on at the dish and maybe even over at McCombs Field. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian and company, um, I don't want to say they took center stage because the Ben's basketball team has done really well, but uh, it's uh, people want their football info, and uh, this is the time of year for things to really start becoming more concrete. It is, and it's it's exciting because we, we get, you know, spring football is its own season. And it's, you know, the, the best thing about spring football is uh, you don't have a losing record at the end of it. Uh, you, it's, it's all wins. It's in the spring game. You know, if you, if you do well, you win the spring game. So it, it's one of those zero sum kind of things. Sometimes we get to figure out where kids are going to be, where guys have been moved around. Um, and we get to see them on the field for the first time since the bowl game. And you kind of you, you see some of the development. It's been three months. You see some of the growth. You see some of these things and, and we're able to apply them now. And so it, and it makes it more real for us. I love seeing the, the new guys in their in the new uniforms, in their new numbers. Uh, I always, always get a kick out of that. And this year we got to see Arch Manning in number 16. That's a big deal. And so spring ball is ready. Spring ball's here. And I really do like how Texas did it this year. They didn't really have a break between winter workouts and spring ball. They which they usually do. They just push through uh, with, with install and things like that. And now they get a few, they get three practices before spring break. And so to me, that's a great little cushion to kind of get them ready because once they get back, the pads are coming on and you and I both know that's when it gets real. Absolutely. All the different things that we've been tracking. Uh, that's when it gets proven is when it's actual football drills and some hittings going on. Obviously, quarterback is the uh, the big storyline this this spring for the Longhorns. Let's go bottom to top. Let's go bottom of the depth chart all the way up. Um, you know, we got to start with Malik Murphy, who is not really practicing right now. I think if you were out there um, on Monday or Wednesday, you would have seen that he's there. He's with the quarterbacks, but all he's doing is getting mental reps. Uh, he's still going through, I think, what Steve Sarkeesian described as a you know, lingering health issue, I think, with his foot. Um, and, you know, for someone like Malik Murphy, who Steve Sarkeesian raves about constantly, uh, you know, you, you really hope that he gets it all together. But the less time he's on the field, the, the more time others have to, you know, improve their own game and maybe even pass him up. You know, Malik is such a interesting kid, you know, um, he comes in the same time, basically, as Quinn Ewers. And he understood that. He knew that going into it. Uh, Texas was very adamant about that. And then he notices Arch Manning comes in behind him. So, first off, for any quarterback in college, that's a lot to digest, okay? 
top the top quarterbacks from each, the top players from each class. I'm in the middle, you know. Uh, Malik did a thing last last fall. He started looking really good in practice uh, for the scout team. He started doing really well uh, against the ones, and, and, it, and it not only caught the staff's attention, the coach's attention, but the players. It's like, okay, this kid's got a big arm. He's a he's a smart kid, and and you you iron out his mechanics and kind of get him get him some reps, and he might be okay. He might be a somebody you can contribute. He takes another injury. This has got to be tough for him, not only physically but mentally, because he's trying his best to stay above water. And that tide feels like it's keep pushing him out. And so Malik's got a, he's got a hill to climb right now. And but the, the the beauty of that is he has the support of Sark and those guys. Those those quarterbacks in that room really like Malik. He's a very you know uh, energetic guy. He's got a great personality. Uh, really, really for a quarterback. And so you just hope that that he gets better. Not only you know for himself for the team, but also. I don't think Sark wants Arch Manning as the backup this year. I really don't. And if I'm a Texas fan, as strange as it sounds, I probably don't want him to be the backup either. Not yet, at least. There's a there's a long way to go there. There's a learning curve. You want Malik healthy. You want that guy because your quarterback room, you're going to need those guys, Joe. You've seen it. National champions switch quarterbacks in the middle of games. It happens. You need it. And so I, I'm hoping he gets better. I know the staff wants him to get better. Um, but yeah, he's losing ground because Arch Manning did not come to sit. He, he was, you know, we've had sources tell us he's one of the most prepared freshmen they've ever seen. And so it's going to be, it's tough for Malik. That's a tough hit for, for, for the quarterback room and for Malik. But I do, I think the fact that Sark and those guys are so big on him, I think that should give him some peace of mind that look, get ready, get right, get yourself right. And, and, and be ready whenever you're ready to, uh, when your number's called. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that engaging personality. He had a great reputation for that out in California. Uh, I think a lot of Texas fans may have missed that aspect just because he's a California kid and uh, didn't get his, you know, COVID messed with his with his football career. Um, but that's definitely something about him. It, it tracks with everything you mentioned from what you've been told and hoping for the best from him. But I know you, you, you mentioned about maybe the ideal scenario not being arch manning as a backup he is right now and you know you go to practice you see him taking second string snaps ahead of guys like charles wright um cole lord uh even joe tatum some of the other walk-ons who are along with scholarship right but man he doesn't look out of place you know and i think that's to be expected for a five-star quarterback and especially one with the last name of manning um, but at the same time, you know, we've only seen the uh, helmet and shorts days of practice. We haven't really seen how he reacts to those tight windows. And, you know, he, he won't get tackled. But the pressure uh, that quarterbacks face that Baron Sorrell and probably Justice Finkley are going to try to provide. But all in all, you know, from watching him, he has that you know throwing acumen that you would expect from someone uh, that he has. And I, one thing that I always mention when I'm talking about Arch Manning is, you know, you don't recognize maybe you see these pictures of him and you, you just kind of focus on the, the Manning face. And I don't say that like in a denigrating way, but, you know, you just see you know, like, oh, he's a Manning and he's got that Manning look. A he's lot big. of times you don't really notice that 
he's got some trunks. Like his, his legs, <laughs> are, that is a big base. That is a quarterback base for his legs. And he's got, you know, the, the lightning quick hands for a quarterback and, you know, the accuracy and arm, uh, you know, he shows that off. Again, this is very limited portion of opening drills that we're able to see. But, you know, I think whenever you see Manning, you're always a little surprised at just how a big of a guy he is. Yeah. Um, and then he backs it up with, uh, or, you know, in the limited stuff, he backs it up with what you see from him throwing the football. He's got Peyton's body without the forehead. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He does. It's, With it's, the hair. Yeah, yeah. It's... um. He's he, yeah. He's a big kid. I think that surprised people. You know, uh, inside Texas has been has been at practice the last few times, and Bobby Burton's down there. And I was talking to Bobby about it, and Bobby's like, you know, Arch, he looks incredible. He looks fantastic. I said, yeah, Bobby, I've seen him play for two years. This dude could chunk it, and and each time I saw him get a little bit bigger each time. He's a big drink of water. Look at him standing next to Quinn. Quinn's not a small guy. Quinn's six two and a half, six three, and look at him standing next to Quinn. Arch is a big drink of water, and with like you said, with a base. And so he's running with the twos right now. And let me tell you something. Arch came in. Arch, when they went, went when they when they handed him the playbook, he already kind of knew some of that. He had actually been, you know, doing a crash course in it over the last nine months to a year. And he had a good idea of what was going on and what was needed of him when he arrived. So he he wanted to be as prepared as possible. And like you said, he's running with the twos right now. And if that's if that's where he is, that's where he is. You know, Peyton Manning didn't want to play as a true freshman, and he had to. A couple quarterbacks went down with injury. His career started his freshman year. Ideally, you don't want to do that, but it happens. That's the sport, and that's the position. And just to understand for Texas fans that 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 you have a kid that is that prepared. There's not going to be a lot of mental lapsing if he is to play. It'll all come from the game speed physical side of it. It won't come from things he may, might not know. And to me, if I'm a Texas fan, that's the best peace of mind. With you there. And uh, I think a lot of what you just said, that applied to Quinn Ewers last year. And some of it was, again, I, I don't think you can go and talk about Quinn Ewers without mentioning some of the the self-inflicted, I don't want to say wounds, but the the self-inflicted problems that he brought. Because he admitted last year that, hey, you know, I, I probably didn't take everything as seriously as I should have after I torched Oklahoma uh, in, in the Cotton Bowl. And I'm, I was happy to see that he had that moment of, you know, self-realization and clarity way back in uh, the, the bowl lead up. Um, and by all reports, you know, he's bit, continued to do that. And I asked uh, Sark on Monday, you know, I, I get that the mullet is an easy fixation uh, for Quinn Ewers. And I, and I completely agree with the way Sark answered the question. I, I know it was kind of a, I don't want to say leading because I never try to ask leading questions, but like 
when you're a mullet and you got a scraggly beard and you know that's your reputation a little bit more than throwing the football for a quarterback that that you know sometimes perception's reality and i think sark noted that um it wasn't the full reality but it that was a lot of perception and so quinn comes back you know gets clean cut um and not only gets clean cut with how he looks but he starts to act a little bit more like a leader in that locker room and that's important with someone who with, with especially with the you know verifiable void left by Bijan and roshan uh who are going off to the nfl so um that's always been great re- things to hear even jalen ford yesterday mentioned that quinn's a guy who's using his voice a little bit more um and you know we we haven't seen a ton on the field but hey he still looks like the same quinn ewers that had everybody oohing and on like they were and are for Arch Manning this year. It, that's the same player, and if he's put in that same work, then um, and especially with the way the offense may take shape this year, should be something that uh, Quinn Ewers is in a good position to take advantage of. This this is the year of the Ewers, man. This is if you talk to people close to the program, they that this is Quinn's big year. This is the year for him to go crazy. And, and Quinn has been setting up for a long time this year. He's, he's, it's been strategic to, to get to this point. And I, you're right. I love that he was so open about just what he didn't do, the lack of last year. And, and, and people forgot he hadn't played football in two years. People had forgotten that, you know, hey, well, yeah, he does have the mullet and the scruff and he must not care, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's just introverted. He cares very much. He's just a quiet guy. And so him coming out more, I think, for that locker room is so big. Like, he knows he's got to help lead the team. He's never been a a rah-rah guy. You can ask – you can, you know, watch him at South Lake Carroll. He was never that guy. He was more of – they respected him because of who he was and how good he was and what he could could do for them. Um, Now you you see the same kid. Like, watching some of the clips, he – the ball just comes out. It's, It's effortless, man. For as beautiful as Arch looks at a quarterback, Quinn looks that way when he's throwing it. I mean, it's the most natural thing in the world. And with Bijan and Rashawn gone, they're going to go spread. They're going to go more spread now. They're going to they're going to open it up. We're going to see some more eleven personnel, and they're going to have fun. They're going to tell Quinn grip it and rip it. And you do that when your team is when you have a Bijan Robinson, you build the offense around him. People are going to figure that out in the next six months when he comes to the NFL and absolutely wrecks shop. And then you have a backup who's really not a backup and Rashawn Johnson, who also was was so pivotal. And so Quinn's taking that reign. He understands the circumstance. And if Quinn wants to have a glory chance at the NFL, this is when he has to put it up. It, it, it Last year, you get the mulligan. That's your first year. You know, the wide receiver room was, was was ravaged with injuries. You had a lot of youth on the depth on the offensive line. This year, there's no excuses. He's got to come out and let it go. I think Quinn knows that. Quinn understands that. And he has the most focus, uh, according to those close to him, that he's had in a long time. And that's where this team is going to go, Joe. I mean, I understand the defense is going to be better or, or going to get progressively better. The offense is going to look a little bit different. It's, it remains to be seen kind of where that's going to be. But at the same time, it's it, it's Quinn's year. I'm with you. Um, before we get to the defensive line, would be remiss if I didn't mention, you can get 
four months of Inside Texas access for just ten dollars. Uh, one of our great spring promotions, um, best Inside Texas, you know, football coverage, recruiting coverage, all the different uh, things going on starting basically this week, heading into uh, the end of July. So go ahead and and check that out. Uh, let's get to the defensive line though. Um, Texas has uh, they they lose two. Uh, second team all Big 12 guys in Keandre Coburn and Moro Ojimo. And I think that the the top group, it may not be as strong, but they're going to be still pretty strong when you have Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat leading the way. Um, and then you have, after them, um, Vernon Broughton and Alfred Collins trying to break into that rotation and make it a, a rotation like it was last year. Um, some of the early enrollees, like Sadir Mitchell, they – they, he looks like he's a pretty stout guy on the interior, but he probably still has some work to do, um, still looks the part. But I think there are two guys at individual positions that are very intriguing to watch. And uh, that, at this point, uh, is seeing Jeray Bledsoe work with the defensive tackles and Chris Ross, a redshirt freshman, work with the edges. Uh, what do you have to make of those? I, I was a little bit surprised because I think Bledsoe is still maybe a little bit, a little bit slight for that role. Uh, we'll get into Ross's build in a second, but Bledsoe is someone that was thought of to maybe contend uh, at the field side jack or strong side edge position. And now we're seeing that he's going through the rotations as a uh, defensive lineman and specifically a three technique. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. With Bledsoe... It's it's it was definitely different. I think he's a little light in the britches to be able to contribute. He just needs to get a little bit bigger. And it's not that he's small, but there's some real big guys on that defensive line in that room. And so and, and that rotation, the closer they get to last year's rotation, the better they'll be. You know, losing 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 those guys, Coburn and, and Ojimo is huge. But Byron Murphy was probably your overall best defensive lineman, at least talent-wise. Devondre Sweat's probably your best NFL future guy. And then you got Alfred Collins, who might have more potential than all of them. And he and he's, he's on the cusp of that breakout type of year. Same with Vernon Broughton. Uh, those guys have played enough to understand, okay, this is the, their time to step up and, and, and make a dent. With Jeray Bledsoe, I, I, we felt like at some point he had to, he's going to stick somewhere. I think maybe it's the interior D line for a numbers standpoint. Maybe it's for, 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 for to get him more reps. Maybe it's, I, I'm not real sure, but you know, he always kind of had a defensive lineman body, to be honest. It was just a matter of how big he was going to get. And it's weird with Chris Ross because Chris Ross, most of these guys, when they get on campus, they get bigger. They don't get smaller. At least defensive linemen don't offensive linemen don't Chris Ross got smaller somehow. <laughs> I, I think he found, I think he gave all of his weight to Devon Campbell, actually. 
Um, and now Chris is playing, like you said, on the jacket. And I think that's a unique thing because he's a guy that I always envisioned on the, on the defensive line, but his body's gone in a different direction. And so you, you want to maximize those guys, Joe, but, and I guess this is the, that's spring is the time to do that. Spring is the time to figure out, all right, let's, let's tinker with this a little bit. Let's see what the best rotation is. Let's see what the best alignment is. And so with those two guys, that's something we're going to be watching. Because I know a lot of guys inside the program are, are big on Bledsoe. You know, he he he's he was a kid that that really he could have been a gigantic recruit, uh, but he 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 cut his short pretty pretty early. And don't forget, Bledsoe I believe didn't get to play his senior year, so he was a guy that was that was missing a year or two about a football. And and then with Chris with Ross, you know, to me I think anybody you can put a jack and contribute is a is a net plus. Because that position needs to be upgraded. Those guys there, Justice Finkley, Baron Sorrell, they're they're getting better. They're, they're, they're absolutely improving, especially for what Sorrell produced last year. But they need to take the next step. And if you've got Ross back there, that, that's another number to help push those guys. But it's something to watch, Joe, because we know who the incumbents are on the defensive line. But Man, you've got to watch the bench. You got to watch your depth chart. And with Jare Bledsoe, I, you know it's going to be interesting to see where his place is, what his identity is, what he winds up being. I'm not, I'm not that surprised he's on the defensive line. To be totally honest, Ross at Jack is very surprising. But with Bledsoe, he always kind of had that type, that body type. And if he puts on the right weight, because he's still a little bit light, if he puts on the, on the right weight. I think that's a good move. Yeah, Bledsoe's athleticism has been talked about since he showed up on campus, and uh, if he can get the bulk to make it work, uh, should be a, a pretty interesting uh, option there at on the defensive line. With with Ross, though, um, that's maybe someone that you let develop a little bit more. They both need some sort of physical development, yes. uh, but Bledsoe's going to be probably pressed into action a little bit earlier than Ross is uh, to where you know Bledsoe getting as many reps as possible is more important, I feel like, um, than Ross, because you're going to have, whether it be Javon Tapp, Justice Finkley, Baron Sorrell, um, Ethan Burke, heck, even Colton Vosick. Like, there's a lot of players there, a lot of options that they've just thrown options. numbers at to try and hope somebody steps up from there. And I think Chris Ross just may be in that number category now, at least for this year. So um, a little interesting because a lot of people had maybe those roles switched ahead Reverse. of the year or at least in high school. Uh, where they anticipated Ross maybe being a little bit more someone who could gain up to be maybe 290, something like that. But it just hadn't worked out that way. And I think the coaches noticed that and pivoted and have uh, instead tried to put him outside. So uh, that'll be a, a fun thing to track. Um, we have a lot more notes on uh, on spring football practice over on Inside Texas. I think some were just posted uh, not too long ago. So head over, over there and check it out. Uh, but one thing we will be tracking again on Thursday is the Texas Pro Day. Um, a lot of players, we had Texas had five at the NFL Combine, Moro Ojimo, Keandre Coburn, DeMarvin Overshone, Roshan Johnson, Bijan Robinson. And we already know that Bijan Robinson isn't going to be doing anything, uh, just there to support his teammates. Uh, probably similar with Roshan, though he may go through some position drills. I, I don't think it's very clear with everybody else, but – uh, there is one guy who is going to be making – who has one opportunity. He didn't have the NFL combine. This is his chance, and that's Deshaun Jameson. 
Um, and if you go back and look at Deshaun Jameson uh, as a high school recruit, a lot of what appealed was his athleticism. He had a really good spark score um, back when spark was a thing. I think he had a 4-4-1-40 and spark used, I think they used laser timing. Not exactly sure how it worked, but um, it wasn't just a, a wrist or a stopwatch. Um, and Jameson's got a lot to prove. I think obviously those combine guys, they're in contention to get picked. Probably four, maybe all five of them can end up hearing their name in the draft. I don't think that's the case for Jamison. I think teams really like his athleticism, uh, but they want to see a little bit more from him, at least as far as on-field skill goes. And I don't know if it'll be the testing, unless he just blows things out of the water uh, that you know helps him out. But I think it'll be how he moves and works in the on-field drill portion of pro timing day today. And, and, you know, everyone puts stock in the 40. Not everyone. Fans put a lot of stock in the 40. The Raiders do. What's that? The Raiders do. Oh, yeah, yeah. They... <laughs> and, and, you know, the old Al Davis uh, mentality. Um, but we know right now that, that teams look at miles per hour. That's something they really gauge what you're doing game speed-wise. And, and that's kind of where that's going. That being said, Jameson's going to run a 40, and he's going to be the fastest guy on the field today that runs that 40. It's going to be in the 4-4 range, low 4-4 range, if not lower. Knowing it's in the bubble, it might be a little bit lower. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's fun because Jameson, Jameson's going to be a role guy in the NFL if he sticks on a roster. And that's mainly going to be in special teams. Kick return, punt return, things of that sort. I could see him. That's where he's going to have to make his mark. You know, that's how Chris Boyd stuck. That's how Josh Thompson stuck was becoming that guy on, on special teams. And so Jamison might need to do that. Obviously being able to high, moonlight at corner and play some defensive back because he does have that. But I think his, 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 his future is probably on, on, on kick return and punt return because he has that speed, that quickness. He, I mean, he could cut it and go. We, we, we've seen that a, a, a dozen times in, in, on special teams. And so for Jamison, this is going to be – this is a big day for him. He's not going to get drafted, but this is going to give him a chance to really to, to get on NFL radars. They, they're aware of him, but he wants to make an impression. And you got to love that. Listen, and you're going to, he's going to have teammates there. You know, Bijan Robinson obviously is not going to participate. And the funny thing about Bijan is that his scout, his, his agent was, and his group was adamant that he does not work out at the combine. They were adamant you're not going to run at the combine. Bijan said, yeah, I am. And, and that's that's how he rolls because he's competitive. He wants to do that. He wants to prove to people what he can do. You got to love that mentality. Jamison's going to have those guys there, Rashawn, Demario, and all those guys. He'll have those guys there to help him out. And, and it's going to be interesting because Jamison, you know, he's he's baby shark. He 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 made he he made an impression on Texas fan base, you know. And so the best, I think, I think if he can make a final role in a niche on special teams, I think that's where he gets his foot in the door. Does that mean he could, you know, jump onto a roster and play some defensive back at some point? Absolutely. The NFL, they, the 52nd cow on the roster gets gets playing time. That's the way that works. Uh, but he's going to have to run that 4-4. It's going to have to be in the sub range, uh, or at least close. And he's going to have to to prove to people that he's worth the effort. He's worth the time and, 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 the, and the effort. And, yeah, those spark scores were laser because he was one of the last groups that was at the opening when it was in Oregon. 
Mm-hmm. And when I was up there, that was that was the big thing. And he was in that same recruiting class with BJ Foster and Jalen Green and um, Anthony Burns, Anthony Cook, Anthony yeah. Cook, and, yeah, and, and so you know those guys. Um, man, that's been a a, a, a tale of of that group for for over the years. And Jamison's the last hope. Of, of that group with Cook on, on making it, you know, on Sundays. And actually, I think Cook's going to wind up making it in on an NFL roster. I think he's going to play safety and for, 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 for at least a little while. And so it'll be interesting to see how Jamison does. We'll have a thread over on Inside Texas. Already got a little bit of a story up there about Jamison in the Combine. So we'll be fun to track. Uh, look for that about 1 p.m. Central, uh, depending on when this comes out, uh, over there on Inside Texas. And uh, I will have – plenty of updates on Twitter. So one last thing before we get out of here, Justin, the Horns start the uh, win or go home portion of the basketball season. Uh, They face Oklahoma State, who uh, put Oklahoma out of its misery last night in the Big 12 tournament opening round. Uh, Probably not the the big news grabber, uh, considering that Mark Adams was let go by let go, whatever. He's not head coach at Texas Tech anymore. Uh, but the Horns have a opening round game with Oklahoma State, who is squarely on the bubble right now and trying to fight for their tournament lives. Texas is a little bit different. Um, they're on the two seed. And while <clears throat> I understand the diminishing importance of NCAA, or excuse me, of conference tournaments, if you're a high major who's already a two seed, hey, if you're a uh, if you're a high level athlete, you want to win everything you do. Uh, but what are you looking for from the, from the Horns, at least against Oklahoma State, and then potentially against K State and or TCU on this side of the bracket? I'm looking for Tyrese Hunter to carry over that that good play, the, the strong play of late. That's needed. This this group has a, a good collection of experienced players, Joe. But I feel like it, it's a, the, the NCAA tournament is a guard tournament. It's it's guard play, and and if Tyrese Hunter is that guy, then that's that's a big factor, and so he's got to he's got to continue solid play, and they they've got to kind of find their footing. I know they went through a the, a rough stretch a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was pretty hard on them, but that's a group that you know we we have to be reminded the Big Twelve is a gauntlet. We have to be reminded that, you know there are people saying that might be the pound for pound best conference in college basketball in the last thirty years, and that's that that's some pretty high praise. Um, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Texas is coming in. I like the matchup with Oklahoma state. I think that's a good matchup. Kansas state. That's a, that's a, you know, Kansas state's got some players and they've got some matchup hell for Texas. And so that one's going to be, if they, if they, if they get the wildcats, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough one. TCU. I think they have a little payback in mind. And so I feel like they could probably handle TCU. Then you get down to Kansas and Baylor and those guys, and and then that's 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 when it gets real, because that's when you're playing two, one, two, and three seeds essentially that are going to be in the tournament. And so it's like you said, it's when to go home. It's fun. It, this is my favorite time. I mean, <laughs> it said a lot, but this is March. Not only do we get spring football, we get we get we get college basketball, the best month of college basketball, college hoops. And so um, I'm in. I, I, I'm 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 curious to see how they do. I really am. You know what's funny? Yesterday, a lot of things happened in one day that really surrounded Texas basketball in one day. Obviously, Mark Adams being stepping down at Texas Tech. Chris Beard 
being known, being named as one of the, the top candidates for the Ole Miss job. Uh, Rodney Terry gets named uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, Shaka Smart gets named Conference Coach of the Year. Um, it's funny. Bas- Texas basketball has a sick sense of humor, Joe. It really does. The only different, the only other thing would have been Rick Barnes doing something. It's just, it, it's funny that way. But again, Texas, Rodney Terry's done a tremendous job. He's done what he's supposed to do with the most. A lot of people like to say, you know, he did the most with the least. <laughs> he did the most with the most. Uh, he Don't get it twisted. He was left some ball players, And I think his future is going to be tied to the next three weeks, Joe. I really do. I think what what they do over the next three weeks is going to be indicative of if he's going to be the head coach full time or if he's not. And so at the end of the day, that might be the biggest takeaway for Texas basketball and and for fans is what kind of run is it going to take to keep Coach Terry on the bench? Yeah, it's going to be uh, really, really fun to track. I love this is my favorite time to cover basketball. I know that's not saying a lot, but. You know, it's winter, go home, everybody's in on it. And uh, Texas has, you know, started at least to maybe become a program that is a factor more in March than it also ran. So uh, we'll see how that carries over, whether it be Rodney Terry, uh, whether it be whoever, but especially starting in these next couple of weeks. So, Justin, anything else or are we uh, good to get on out of here? We got a lot to do, brother. Everyone come see us at InsideTexas.com. We've got a ton to go going up. Come hang out with us. Absolutely. You can get four months for just $10. Great deal. You get to spring football, gives you spring recruiting visits and coverage, uh, summer official visits, all the different stuff uh, that uh, Inside Texas subscription provides. ton of fun over there with me, Justin, Eric, Jerry, Bobby, Ian, Paul, and everybody. Uh, Make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, We're going to be bringing it constantly uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks. Horns are off the practice field next week for UT's spring break, but they'll be right back and going through 11 practices and then the spring game in the coming three weeks after that. So thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson. Thank you, Justin, for joining me as always. And for On Texas Football, I'm Joe Cook. We will see you next time. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, Make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, Thank you for watching again and hook them.